are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is, of course, brought to you by Locked On NHL. Make sure you tune in to Locked On NHL to get a broader picture of things happening around the league. I host Western Conference Wednesday every single week, so you'll want to check that out. And, of course, today's episode is going to be doing a deeper dive into some of those depth depth signings at Free Agency. And the Flames did make a trade. So let's jump past all that small talk and get right into it. So on Wednesday, the Flames made a trade for uh, Dan Vladar from the Boston Bruins. And uh, he's a goaltender. Should have started that. Sorry. Um, He has had a few games experience. He, it was mainly a, an AHL goalie, um, really doing well down in the Providence affiliate. And I just, I covered him. I don't believe it was his rookie season. It might've been, but he was just doing, uh, you know, kind of getting those reps in. And he's, he's a really nice guy, really funny guy. Um, I don't know if any of you watched his kind of introduction to Calgary and he was at a soccer game or a football match and he was getting a phone call from his agent while he was like announcing the trade or whatever like giving him the heads up and he was like wait what and it was quiet and then all of a sudden when his agent was like you're getting traded the crowd went crazy so Vladar couldn't hear him and (laughs) he ended up having to leave the stadium and like you know hear the end of the phone call but He was very excited and his girlfriend seemed pretty excited too because she actually bought him a Calgary Flames t-shirt that he wore on that phone call. So it was, uh, you know, really fun. He's a good goaltender. I don't think that he has had enough experience in the NHL to kind of give him a grade. Um, His literal NHL debut was in the bubble when the Bruins were getting their butts handed to them and... I can only imagine the anxiety of thinking, okay, like, I might have to make my NHL debut because Tuka Rask went home and Halak, you know, I might need to back him up um, if he, you know, gets hurt or if he allows too many goals. And, you know, (laughs) it wasn't his fault. So that, I I don't believe that those are counted in his statistics um, because it was the playoffs. So, I mean, really... It has an asterisk, if you ask me. But uh, again, like I mentioned, he's a really fun and exciting guy to watch. He's only 23 or 24. So again, another great young goaltender down the pipeline. And of course, um, will more than likely be the answer to backing up Marky. And Nikita Zadorov uh, signed with the Flames. And he is going to arbitration. And this isn't because he thinks he's worth more than his contract or he doesn't have a contract yet, um, as far as I'm aware, um, or he does, but it's like there wasn't a lot of time to negotiate. So the 
agent was like, okay, no, we're going to take this. We're going to file arbitration. And uh, that that's normal. It's fine. It's nothing to be, you know, side-eyeing because, you know, it's kind of like when you go to a job and they're like, okay, like, what's, um, what do you think is a good pay? And you're like, well, I think like $14 an hour. And they're like, mm, well, we were thinking more like 17 And, you know, you have to meet somewhere in the middle and you have a n- neutral source. I don't know. Um, I don't really know. That wasn't a really good example, but it's negotiable and it's good that there will be a third party involved. So enough of the shady comments and side-eyeing of that. It is his right to go to arbitration. (laughs) So one thing that I did notice is that he takes a lot of penalty minutes. He is um, a big dude. He is very big (laughs) and he took 36 penalty minutes last year and I'm kind of interested to see where he'll slide in on the blue line. He's projected to be with Valimaki, but people think that Valimaki needs to be paired with Tanev to uh, enhance his development and that's a whole nother can of worms that we will jump into next segment. Um, You know, I think that it's going to be interesting. This is a guy that Sutter loves and kind of fits the Sutter system very well because of his size. I don't really know much else about him other than the fact that he is big and takes a lot of penalties. And unfortunately, uh, I don't really think that the Flames have this solid penalty kill right now where they can afford that. People have referred to him as Sam Bennett of the blue line. So, you know, we'll have to see where that takes us. And of course, not fly off of the handle as soon as he takes his first penalty or as soon as the puck drops and he, you know, maybe allows a goal. Maybe his first five games with the Flames aren't that great, but you know what? It's an 82 game season, baby. We got plenty of time got plenty of time this year. And Trevor Lewis, who won two Stanley Cups with the LA Kings and one with Daryl Sutter, I believe, uh, is a huge addition. And it's another voice in the room that will command respect and can offer leadership. I think that it's important to add voices like that to your locker room. You know, you need somebody who can kind of say, hey, like, I've done this before. I know what it takes. And not only are you adding Blake Coleman, who is coming off of literal back-to-back, I almost said grand slams. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I should have had a coffee before recording. Uh, Stanley Cup championships, but you're, you know, adding a veteran voice in the room that can show you, like, hey, I've been under Sutter's watch before. Like, maybe you can try doing this and tweaking that or no you're, you know you're doing everything perfectly fine here um can offer valid criticism I don't think that it's going to be anything super negative I think it's going to be great and you know there are still some slots in the lineups that need to be adjusted but alas we're just we're just getting started babies so coming up next we are going to talk about Chris Tanev and why Valimaki might benefit from some time on his line. So before we jump into that, though, let me tell you about BetOnlineAG. BetOnlineAG is your number one trusted source here at Locked On Networks for all your online sports betting needs. We have 
everything to bet on from A to Z. NBA free agency is here. Of course, is Evander Kane going to return to the NHL? I'm sure that there is a prop for that. And I'm sure that there are some MLB playoff division winners, you know, betting nonsense that I can get behind. Absolutely. Go Red Sox. So head on over to BetOnlineAG today. Sign up for your free account. And of course, use promo code LOCKEDON for that 50% welcome bonus. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter so we can keep this conversation going. You can find me at Jess Belmosto. Okay, so as the offseason really, I mean, it's really been the offseason for the Flames since May, like the middle of May, but now that the Stanley Cup playoffs have wrapped up as well as the expansion draft, the entry draft, and free agency, is kind of, uh, you know, in the past, even though, you know, there's no free agency ending, really, until the season starts, but that window has opened, and, you know, we're kind of just waiting for things to trickle in, whether that be Jack Eichel surgery, Jack Eichel getting traded, uh, Tarasenko getting traded, or what have you, we're here to kind of, you know, plug different ideas and get hypothetical with those whataboutisms. So here we are. So Chris Tanev is obviously an, an older player and has had has seen some success with the younger guys. And I'm talking about Quinn Hughes, okay? Um, we saw how <laughs> we saw how successful that pairing was in Vancouver and Quinn Hughes benefited from having Tanev on his line or pairing that pairing uh, in 2019, 2020 season. Technically it was his rookie season and he had 45 assists. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a lot coming from a blue liner and you can absolutely thank Tanev for that. I don't um, disagree with that there. And of course, you know, when you look at Valimaki. He still is a young player. He has a lot of budding potential and there's nothing wrong with wanting him to develop more. And like I've mentioned before, he is not at the point where he is, you know, going to be a top four pair defenseman right now, but he's also not in his development where he needs to be in the AHL. If anything, we need to be pushing some of these younger prospects to the NHL in a way that can really help elevate this blue line, of course, because, you know, Gio's absence leaves a big hole and there's not a one-off solution there to plug it. And if you consider this a competitive team, they need to do what it takes to win. And, you know, having Valimaki develop under uh, or with, rather, Tanev and working on, you know, special teams. And I know that Tanev has kind of taken the younger guys under his wing, so they kind of have, like, their own practices, if you will, or, you know, kind of after-practice practices. Like, I know last season he had, uh, I remember specifically Shillington being there, and Valimaki might have been there as well. Um, so he's willing to help these guys. He's willing to spend that extra half hour, hour, whatever it may be 
tweaking their tools and making sure that they are learning and setting them up for success, which is huge. And I think that it takes a special type of player to do that and a really great teammate to do that because once again, of course, this is a team sport. So if Valimaki is paired with Tanev this season, um, again, it's a little interesting for me. I think that pairing Hannafin and Anderson would be interesting as well because they're both young, but Hannafin has that experience. He has the years of NHL experience and that mileage under his belt. So you could really see that as a win-win as as well, really. I think that there are bigger shoes that need to be filled and it's time for the guys to step up because your captain's gone. It's <laughs> it's time. But, and I was thinking about this the other day, especially during free agency where the question of is this team going to be a playoff contender, um, you know, is this actually going to be a competitive team sort of deal? And I, I don't know where this team is at currently. I think that, I, I don't know, things need to happen in order to elevate them. It cannot just be another year of Lindholm scoring goals, Tanev and Hannafin carrying the power play and the penalty kill. It can't be that. It has to be an overall effort. And I don't know how much of your lineup is going to be able to do that. And if your coaching ability is (laughs) at that level and if everyone is going to be on the same page. Because as soon as the uh, Zadorov signing was announced, everybody was like, okay, is Sutter back to being GM? Like, what is this? Because this isn't a tree-living move in in the slightest. But I think that this team has what it takes to... (laughs) I don't want to say compete because... It feels like every other team has kind of done leaps and bounds to improve, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself there. I'm hopeful. I think that they could absolutely prove a lot of people wrong, but they could absolutely be proving people right. So we'll have to see. And we're going to wrap up today's show with some Evander Kane talk and Jonathan Taves uh, potential timeline to returning to the Blackhawks locker room and more. So make sure you stick around for that. And before we get into that, though, I do need to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the thing that is keeping me going through this offseason. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but has the health benefits of a protein bar. They are high in fiber, high in protein, low in carbs, low in sugar, and just perfect for whenever you are craving that candy bar. I know for me, when I'm working out and like really starting to eat healthy, um, and I try to be more mindful, of course, when I eat. So, and what I'm putting into my body. So, when I get that hankering for like a Three Musketeers bar or a Snickers bar, I have to be like, okay, you know, you're, you need protein to get you through the day, to get you through the rest of your shift. So, why don't you have a Built Bar? And one of my favorite flavors is, of course, the orange or raspberry flavor. 
I'm a big fan of the fruit flavors, but if you are going for more of the uh, candy bar flavors, they have that chocolate cake, the birthday cake, uh, really everything. <laughs> they have a bunch of flavors for everything, so head on over to built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. Locked on Flames continues. Make sure that you're subscribed and following Locked on Flames on your favorite podcast platforms. So over the weekend, news broke from uh, Anna Kane, who is Evander Kane's um, soon-to-be ex-wife. She put out some allegations on her Instagram story saying that he is abandoning her while she's pregnant and their young daughter, and she does not have money or access to money because things are tied up in his uh, bankruptcy situation. Uh, Their house is being foreclosed on, and he is just over in Europe partying the summer away. And, you know, those are some serious allegations, of course, and just how poorly he's treated her and things like that. And then, of course, the one that everyone kind of ran with as being the most serious of serious accusations is the uh, sports betting and betting on his own team in his own games. So, of course, that is a very serious issue. If you follow baseball, you know that Pete Rose got uh, banned for that. And, of course, um, the Chicago Black Sox, which, well, they bet that they would throw the World Series. And, Eight Men Out, great movie. Go ahead and watch it. But it is a pretty serious accusation. And uh, he came out and released a statement saying, I just had the season of my career and you are accusing me of point shaving and all of this. Um, I would never do such thing. I'm a man of integrity. My lawyers advised me not to do this. Um, and then everyone was like, like he was calling her names. He called her his estranged wife, um, mentally unwell. And then he released a second statement. It's not funny. It's just, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because of how awful it is. And he was like, oh yeah, by the way, like I love my kid. I would never just like abandon her. Um, well, I I don't know. I just hope that the league or the other wives or wives around the league have kind of stepped up and been like, hey, um, you know, if you need a safe place to stay, my house is open. If you need some food, like whatever, um, you know, I hope that they've kindly opened their doors to her and she's pregnant. I don't think that she deserves that kind of treatment. And even if she wasn't pregnant, she doesn't deserve that kind of treatment. But, and then of course the NHL, caught wind of this and the statement that they put out was saying that they would conduct an investigation and people were laughing at it because they were like oh they're so quick to respond to like betting allegations but they won't do anything about like a Chicago Blackhawks situation um which if you're unfamiliar with I would highly recommend listening to other podcasts or I have other podcasts um titled we need to talk about Chicago or something like that um that kind of breaks it down but of course um 
the league is not exactly known for their credibility when it comes to their own investigations. So we'll have to see what happens. And of course, uh, you know, the question is, is Evander Kane going to play in the season opener? Is he going to play at all? It's reported that teammates don't even want him back. So that's kind of interesting. And then, of course, we just kind of have to look at, um, speaking of Chicago, uh, Jonathan Taves has no timetable to return to the ice. But, uh, you know, I understand that physical activity, such as playing hockey, is a lot different than playing um, and attending a music festival. But um, it's just, it's interesting. He missed last season due to chronic immune response syndrome, and he's referred to himself as a COVID long hauler. So I'm not entirely sure why you would put your health in jeopardy when attending a massive, massive music festival, and it didn't appear that they wore masks or were around people with masks. So uh, I really hope that everybody there is safe and does not contract anything really, not even just the virus, the COVID variants and whatnot, but just anything else. Um, oh boy, it's um, something that's something that's, I don't even know. I just want everyone to stay safe. But uh, you know, that about does it for today's episode of Locked on Flames. And just as a reminder, we are back to three episodes a week as we are in the off-season mode. So thank you all so much for tuning in, and I look forward to chatting with y'all online. Bye-bye.